You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game and at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Calories, of course, Andy, very important as you go into the 4th of July holiday because you don't want to be fat while you're at the pool barbecues and all that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, a few things we want to get into. We're going to try to open the mailbag uh, and, and answer a few questions. We've gotten some good ones over the course of the week, so we'll try to do that. The uh, Suns and the Clippers, they wrapped up a sort of a fascinating series uh, really entertaining series i thought it, it, i thought it was a really real i mean especially a blowout when you take in game into, six notwithstanding right, and especially just, there were a lot of stories well especially when you take into account too like Kawhi leonard missing the entirety mm -hmm. of it chris paul being unavailable for some of it like it it could have been a real slog from an entertainment standpoint and by and large i found it really fun it was, it was, there was a ton going on. And so, you know, we're going to take a look at that series, but also really look at the Clippers now, because at least in my mind, Andy, there's a sort of a Spider-Man meme going thing going on between the Lakers and the Clippers in terms of how each team is looking at their off season. So we'll do that probably in our second segment, but in our first, Andy, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wish you something. I apologize. I didn't get you a card, but I want to wish you a happy lebron anniversary. Oh, thank you. I know. I mean, you know, the, the greeting card industry is, is you know, they, they ruin everything and commercialize it. And I don't want LeBron anniversary spoiled. But for people who don't remember, July 1st, 2018, that was the day the news broke, thanks to Woj, uh, that uh, LeBron James would be signing with the Lakers, Andy, ending our long national nightmare. You look back on it, though, and, you know, obviously the Lakers have they've won a title and the assumption is and it, you know the success didn't come right away but this, the assumption would be that this that the success would come um the impact that lebron has had when people talk you know lakers fans especially are 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 constantly talking about legacy and where guys fit there have been so many good players and who gets a statue and who doesn't who's in the rafters and who isn't and who has their jersey retired and all that stuff and the reason that LeBron, I think, will will have all of that stuff when it's all said and done, particularly if he wins a second title, is the impact that that choice had of LeBron coming to L.A. resurrected this franchise. If he chooses not to come to L.A., if he goes somewhere else, if it whatever it is, I don't know where they are, and you know, we'll, we'll maybe we'll have that conversation, um, you know, but before we're done here. But like th that moment put the Lakers back on the map in a meaningful way and made them relevant again. That now they have Anthony Davis, and presumably will be able to fill that second star role again when LeBron retires. That's how this whole thing is set up to do. That doesn't happen if he doesn't show up. Yeah, they, I mean, they got lucky in the sense that LeBron was at a stage in his career where location was more important than the current state of the Lakers. Like as much as the idea of being a part of this story to franchise with this type of history, I'm sure did appeal to LeBron. And I'm sure he you know, did the calculus in his mind of what it would mean to be at the center of resurrecting this thing. Let's be honest. 
if LeBron was in his prime and not near a place where he's thinking about post-career and he's already having his entertainment right he has any he has he's already here he's his already family is family he's is already in the, all that he's already in the post-retirement career while active like right. you know that's how big he is in all these different spaces so he it was fortunate that he was in terms of chronological chronologically with his career there mm-hmm. because i can promise you that if lebron was 31 he doesn't make this decision not in a million no, I, don't, I don't think so but like it's it's funny like i well, first of all, you didn't actually hear me give the Lakers a lot of credit for this happening, sure. <laughs> but it did. I mean, it was it was it was something that did happen. Um, but it's not it's not nothing is guaranteed. Like this this weekend, the Fourth of July weekend is the anniversary as well of the news breaking in two thousand and and uh, two thousand and twelve that Steve Nash was going to come to the Lakers in a sign and trade, and at the time. This was like, okay, here we go. Like the Lakers are going to get you know thing here. They'll probably get Dwight Howard, which they eventually did, and all that. And it's going to be Nash, and it's going to be Gasol and Kobe and Dwight, and it's like you know sports. Meta World covers Peace, and- Antoine Jameson, Steve Blake, like Jody. It's Meek. a wrap. Yeah, as I mean, as Max Kellerman would say, that's a wrap. It was. And it wasn't obviously. No, <laughs> no, it was not a wrap, and we learned. Very quickly, game two of that season, the leg collision of Damian Lillard and Steve Nash, it was going to be anything but a wrap. You had the firing of Mike Brown five games in. You had the tension between Kobe and Dwight, you know, all the way leading up to Kobe's Achilles and all the different injuries. It was an absolute flipping disaster. And even, and you know, and honestly, you know, when we were talking about this before we started recording, like that first year, pre-AD trade um, was rough. I mean, the Lakers yeah. were going... If LeBron doesn't get hurt on Christmas against the Warriors, the Lakers will make the playoffs. I, I, I don't doubt that for a second. They were, you know, in yeah. the top eight before. I think pretty... Top four, I think, at that point. Um, and you know, they would have made the playoffs. I don't think they want to win a title, but they're in. So, I mean, like, that part of the rehab was going okay. But even then, like, LeBron suffers a really important injury the first year that he's here like obviously that's why you know when people if, if people ask you know, is, is it worth it to give up all the young players is it worth it to sign lebron is it worth it to go into cap hell or whatever if you win one title and then you you know you have to suffer for it for two or three seasons absolutely it is because it's so hard to win talk about look at the bucks you know, they they maybe they beat Atlanta without Giannis. Let's say Giannis can't finish and, and play in the uh, in the finals if they advance. Like you get this far and Giannis can't play in the finals, and it's like, what do you do? So like, if you win one, it justifies everything that it took to get that one title. It, I think I, th- yeah, I think absolutely. fans are insane to question that. Well, I th- I think the perspective of Laker fans can be pretty warped because mm-hmm. you know they are entitled. You know, and I and I say this because. There's a reason they're entitled. When you have 17 championships and you look at, say, the situation where Phil Jackson joined the team in 2000 and they instantly win a championship that becomes right. the first of three, or you know, after what constituted, you know, in Laker fans' mind, minds, down seasons, you know, hell, when basically it's 
first round and you're out, which is obviously below the standards of what you want in Kobe's right, but, prime. But, but, but for a lot of franchises, right, <laughs> right, for a lot right. of franchises, yeah. that ain't hell. Then you turn around, you get Pau Gasol in a trade nobody sees coming. You go to the finals, then you win two championships the next two years. Like you, and then you have Showtime, five championships in that era. Like your perspective can get really warped about just how damn hard this is. Winning championships is so winning. Period. Like this is something we're going to end up talking about. I know later in the show, winning period in the NBA at a consistent level is hard, regardless yeah. of whether you win a championship or not. Yeah, absolutely, it's hard. And I will say this, and we'll we'll, we'll break out of this, but like the the uh, the entitlement is part of the fun. Oh I yeah, mean, that, that's one of the great joys of you know participating in Lakers fandom and you know interacting with them. Like as I highly encourage all Lakers fans to lean in as hard as they possibly yeah. can to the entitlement because that is a, a, a massive portion of the fun. Brian, I am a huge Laker fan. I'm not saying this to disparage anybody. No. I'm just being honest. Absolutely. Just, I, I don't need to hide this side of it. It is no, what it is. It's fun. Um, all right, let's let's play the what if game because we always look back fondly at the kids. Uh, what would have happened, do you think? How good would the Lakers have become if they had just kept going? We'll talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. This week, as always, tons of sports action on the go. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams remain neck deep in the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKED ON. 50% welcome bonus. That is a sweet way of saying hello. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, there is a parallel universe somewhere in which LeBron James doesn't come to Los Angeles. The Lakers aren't uh, trying to make room for Paul George and all that other stuff. And they end up with all this this roster of, of very young players, many of whom have grown into excellent NBA players. Um, so let's say this, with the exception of D'Angelo Russell, who was um, moved out of Los Angeles to make room for Magic Johnson's disgust. Um, <laughs> Felt like Magic made up his mind pretty quickly on right. that one. I don't like you, uh, and well, you're going. Well, and, and in fairness, it was you know it was it was to draft Lonzo and all right. that stuff. Fine. I mean, at the time, D'Angelo, who's turned into a good NBA player, had some maturity issues. Yeah, uh, and remains an imperfect this was, player. This but, was not really, I think, the ideal market no. for D'Angelo then. No, I don't think so. So, but that leaves you because don't forget, like they they moved. Randall out. They renounced Randall, which is one of my favorite things to renounce. I renounce you. Uh, I'm not even just, we're not even letting you go. We renounce you. It's very active. Um, mm -hmm. I like it. It's jazz singer. Um, and so then they sent him off to an evil forest where he had to live for the rest of his life. <laughs> that's right. Um, Randall, which, I don't, I can't Clarkson, believe the CBA allows it, but it's a weird that wrinkle. It was an oversight Clarkson, by Chris Paul. Um, Nance. Yeah. Lonzo. And then, like the crew that they traded for, you know, so Lonzo Ingram, Josh Hart, Hart. Um, that's a pretty good NBA team. 
Yeah. Especially like the way that Randall is developed. And you and I were, were have long held real estate on Randall Island. Oh, yeah. How, how good, though, do you think? Because when you asked me this question before, my, my quick answer was, well, they're the Pelicans. Because the Pelicans have all of those guys that the Lakers traded. But that's not really it either because they also had Nance and they also had uh, Clarkson and who's turned into a pretty good player. And obviously, in the real world, you kind of can't keep all of those guys. No. But let's just pretend they could. Like, how good would that team have been? Where are or, they or in this Western Conference? A core of those guys that we think are the best. Yeah. Some combination of it. I think they could have been good. You know, there's there's a there's a big question in this, Brian, that's that would need to be addressed in a way that is just not the way the Lakers operate as an organization. Mm-hmm. They would have had to have been truly committed to building from the ground up and really developing these players. Right. And being content, sort of content with the results. Like right. this is our homegrown team and this is how we're gonna do it. And and yeah, because you and I, Randall and Ingram have been the two best players, I think by a pretty significant margin in that group. I mean, I, I think all of them have been successful in varying degrees, like Larry yeah. Nance Jr. I would love to see that guy on a winning team because he's become a really good role. Yeah, player. absolutely. Like, but like but, Nance, but like, look at this, the, that supporting group of guys. And we've talked about it all the time. Like, how good you are four through nine is critically important to winning a title, particularly now. There's a great, I forget who wrote it, but there's a great feature on ESPN.com uh, right now about the the incredible value of depth. I think it's on ESPN. I haven't read it. I just have it bookmarked. Um, you know, this season, next season, with like yeah. your ninth, 10th, 11th players matter a lot. So like those dead spots the Lakers had, we talked about this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, like the Jared Dudley spot matters more now than it used to. You Maybe you can have one of those guys. You can't have multiple dead spots on a roster. But you look back at like Nance, Clarkson, Hart, yeah. uh, Lonzo, you know, um, and all of that whole crop of guys, none of them is going to have a career if they stay healthy that's less than a decade. Right. They're all going to play more than a decade in the league. And in the meantime, Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram have turned into all-star caliber players. In Randle's case, he was all NBA this season. And you and I both thought, even then, that they had the potential to become players like that. But the organization would have had to be patient, and they would have had to be committed to their development, as opposed to maybe liking them sincerely as players, but first and foremost seeing them as assets. Yes. And even though the even though young players are always going to be assets in this league if you have the opportunity to get a superstar. I mean that's just the way things yeah, work. Of course. But there but there's a difference though in recognizing that they can be assets and seeing them first and foremost as potential assets and I think the Lakers always saw these guys. Oh and by the way we're forgetting Kuzma Who's still on oh, the team? Oh, right. Who's still here? Correct. Right. We, Kyle Kuzma is still part of this team, just to make sure that uh, we don't overlook can that. Can we also, can we, in, in this world, can we also just erase the uh, Mike Muscala trade and, and, <laughs> and let us, and, and so we still have Zoo? No, you know what? I'm going to say that that, that, uh, that doesn't count because that happened with LeBron there. Okay. Like, it, it, I, I don't, and that, that trade really had nothing to do with LeBron. So I, I feel okay. like Zubat sort of ends. I would up like. I, I, maybe it's way. just me wanting the erasure of that moment, which goes down as the one of the worst trades 
of all time. Yeah, I mean the clip the Clippers are never going to match the Lakers in terms of ring count, banner count, all that stuff. At least they didn't trade Ivica Zubats for Mike Muscala. They're always <laughs> gonna have bragging rights on that one. <laughs> but, I just I, I feel like I feel like eventually, you know, we live in a in an NBA where you need legitimate superstars, probably two to be something uh that wins. And probably because it's LA, fan patience would have sure. run out with this. Sure. There's no question. But if but say like it's okay. a fun, but that is a you know your your Lonzo Randall Ingram find a center, um, hard maybe with a different coach. You know, I yeah. think I think they need a different coach. Frankly, a better coach than Luke Walton. Like maybe if you have yeah. Frank Vogel. But that's, a, but that, I'm just saying, that's a fun team. That is yes. a really fun well, team to watch. You and I used to talk about this all the time. We really liked that core. Like we liked those guys mm-hmm. personally. Like we thought there really wasn't a bad guy in the bunch, but we also thought they were really fun to watch. And, you know, I, I, when we wrote regularly for the athletic, I wrote a piece actually about like the idea that there's always going to be a part of me that wonders what would have been if the Lakers had been willing to just cultivate this group. Right. And obviously they didn't make the wrong mistake. You won a championship and you've got two legitimate top five players on your roster now. Like there's no regrets about this, but there could have been something really mm-hmm. enjoyable and in a lot of ways really satisfying, even if you don't win a championship, because all those guys would have been your guys. Your guys, yeah. As a fan. I, you know what? At the very least, somebody out there and, and do this and and play the results. Do a 2K season with that and let yeah, us know let how us, it goes. Yeah. Let, let us know, know where they finish. Let us um, know, Brian. Do they get to the finals? Because today, on the road to the finals, <laughs> yeah. our NBA playoff coverage brought to you by Michelob Bolter. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. We can all Enjoy the games a little more this season. Real finals, virtual finals, they all count for the purposes mm-hmm. of that read. Yes. Um, all right, let's do. Uh, let's look at the, the Western Conference Finals, which just wrapped up on uh, Thursday night. And like I said, I, I think the Lakers and Clippers are in very similar spots this summer and will have virtually the same kinds of concerns going into next year as we still, Andy, once again, wait for the Lakers versus the Clippers in the playoffs. We'll do that next. I want to let you know first that Locked on Lakers, it's brought to you by Built Bar. If you're like me, you're always on the move. You got the kids going to school or camp, whatever it might be. You try to sneak a workout in here or there. You're you're constantly hungry. You're constantly fighting the need to snack on something. And uh, if you're like me and you don't have a lot of willpower, that means you give in. So you need something with protein, but that's low in sugar and calories and tastes really good. So it satisfies your sweet tooth and all that. That's Built Bar, the improved Built Bar, Andy. It's even more delicious than before. They've got 18 flavors, including six new ones. 18 flavors. They have Um, one more flavor than the Lakers have championships. That's what the the Lakers are chasing. People think they're chasing the Celtics. (laughs) They're not. They're chasing Built Bar. Um, (laughs) People don't realize that. The bars, they're coated in 100% real chocolate that people do realize that. Um, And they're soft. They're chewy, which is a rare thing in a a protein bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Um, what do you want to do first with this? Because like I said, I, I think the comparison between the two teams is fascinating, but you, you want to, let's, you want to do a quick look at that series because there was a lot going on there from the rehab of Paul George to 
you know, I guess the vindication or whatever of Chris Paul, but doing it in a way that really pissed people off. <laughs> well, okay. It's, I mean, it's gotta be like the most unpopular happy moment in like the history. Like never have people wanted to be happier for a guy they struggled to be happier for uh, than, than Chris Paul after game six. Well, okay. To, to begin with, with Paul George, because I really do think this guy had an excellent playoff redemption in terms of the way he's been seen. I, I think in certain ways, accurately, in certain ways, you're revealing that you don't remember what he did in Indiana mm-hmm. because he was really, really or good. Or that you just don't want to like the guy right. because he didn't but I, come to the Lakers, because sure. he doesn't, he 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 has the unique ability to say the to mean the right thing and say the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, it's really unprecedented in NBA history. But what Paul George though did for the Clippers, you know, once Kawhi Leonard went down and needing to become the primary option for this team, like the, the type of player that everybody says Paul George is not capable of being, mm-hmm. and to end up being able to will out that second round uh, win over Denver, and then be able to push the Suns who. You know, they've been really good all year and they've been really good in these playoffs to six largely really hard fought games. And for Paul George, it wasn't always perfect in terms of efficiency and, you know, the percentages from the field and stuff. But right. the, the missed free throws, he was being asked to do everything, 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 everything. The, the minutes that he was logging were insane. The responsibility was off the charts. And he acquitted himself extremely well. And and this is a guy that, again, for all of his foot and mouth syndrome, he's really never done anything to anybody. I think people have long since forgotten. He used to be one of the most sympathetic players in the league because of that, back injury from that leg he had. injury. Right. And also, too, these playoffs are a reminder of how much aggravation Paul George could have spared himself. By just giving himself a bad nickname, yeah. as opposed to maybe the worst, like, in like NBA calling history. himself Vino, like that that level of a Dude, bad nickname. If he had just been like Paul the Tall, like hey, I'm six <laughs> eight, I'm tall, <laughs> or like Paul the Wall, which doesn't make sense. Like, oh no, no Ge- he's he's an excellent defender. He's Paul the Wall, Georgie the Orgy. <laughs> like this is gonna be an orgy of points in this game. Like those are terrible nicknames. They're still Actually, better. Than I'm, I'm intrigued by Georgie the Orgy. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not saying it's good, right. but I, I'm not crossing that off the whiteboard yet. It's unique. Right. I mean, you, it's worth focus group. <laughs> you're saying yeah. maybe, you know, maybe out in the Valley, if nothing else, I mean, but like is from Palmdale, who knows what I, they do out there. I don't think they get down the same way they do in the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> At least like there, I've never heard that Paul Thomas Anderson considered basing oh, Boogie Nights in Palmdale. Palmdale. Right. But either okay. way though, like that nickname mm-hmm. in and of itself created so much slander for Paul George that I, I did start noticing. Andy, it's a terrible nickname. Even if he crushes it in the playoffs, yeah. it's still no, a bad nickname. It is it's still cheesy and dumb. But I started noticing some sentiment turning for Paul George, and I'm and I'm glad to see that because even though I I still don't think he is capable of being the number one option on a team that really could win a championship. Like I I just there are only a handful of players that are truly that good, and I don't think Paul George is one of them. What I do think we saw in these playoffs that speak well of him is when he is put in the position when he has no choice other than to be that guy, Mm -hmm. it brings out the best in him as opposed to 
other players that maybe that type of pressure, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I will say this. I think what, and I, I think you would agree, we need to have more space in our sports. We're getting better about it. We really are compared to like five, 10 years ago. We really, I think we really are getting better about it. Um, we need to have more space in our acceptance and our, and our praise spectrum for really good, like near elite or whatever, however you want to praise guys or whatever. Like I was thinking I was watching Wimbledon this afternoon and it occurred to me like there are dudes out here who are like the 140th ranked men's tennis player in the world. Like, you know, you get bounced in the first round, second round of Wimbledon, whatever it is. And they're like, oh, that guy's, you know, whatever. He's not that good. He's the 140th ranked player in the world. He's the 140th ranked player. Like we, like you need to appreciate like how staggering. So like Paul George is one of the 25, 15, 20, 25 best basketball players on planet earth. Okay. He's not perfect. He's, um, he's extraordinarily good. And whether it's Paul George, whether it's Chris Paul, that's where I wanted to go next. Right. And I, and I, and I think they're related. We need to have more space in how we appreciate players, even if they aren't Jordan. And like I said, I think we're getting better at it. I know personally, I am far more interested in seeing people succeed than I am in the story of failure, which can be very compelling, but it's just not for me. Um, and CP3, I think, is a great example of that. Yeah. I, what he's doing right now, I mean, I, Obviously, he's not doing it alone. He has a terrific supporting cast. He's got an all NBA caliber player with him in Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton has had a ascending incredible in a big coming way. out party. That, you know, it's a really well constructed team. But he is still a huge part of what they do, and he is the undisputed closer of that team this far into his career. And you know, Chris Paul, I know he can be aesthetically very unpleasing. In the way he goes about opera, you know. Oh, that flop against Boogie in Game Six was right. egregious. The, look, I mean, I love CP, but that was so do I. So that do was I. egregious. But I, I also think I, I enjoy watching Harden. I'm apparently a glutton for punishment. Well, I mean, um, look, CP. You know what you were talking about with that flop? It's aggravating, and it's also totally typical. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that that is, that, it was incredibly on brand. That is, I wasn't surprised by right, it. That's more rule than exception, yeah. and there's a lot of Chris Paul aesthetically that can rub people the wrong way in ways that I understand. I know that there have been times in his career where he's graded on people, but the bottom line is that dude wins in, a, in the most literal way. He's a winner. Like I, I just looked up. I didn't realize this. He's 16 years into his career. He's been to the playoffs 13 of the 16 seasons he's been that's in impressive. his career, 11 of which are consusecutive. That's impressive. Like that's winning, you man. You have like, to respect e that. You even have if to you respect don't have a that. championship. That's winning. Like by when Chris Paul joins your team, your team will get demonstratively better. Yeah, we know no that. Question. And too, like a, 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 I would recommend people listen to uh, the Low Post. Um, the one that just came out today, uh, part of it with Kevin Arnovitz, because they were talking about Chris Paul. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Zach Lowe laid out some of Chris Paul's playoffs and in particular fourth quarter playoff numbers. They are staggeringly great. Mm -hmm. So yes, he's had a couple high profile playoff meltdowns. Most great players have. If you get to the playoffs 13 yeah. times in 16 years, they're not all going to be good. Right. 
But man, that that dude wins. And I and to your point earlier, I think we just need to have more appreciation for winning in general because mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah, it's I really agree. hard. Let's uh and speaking of that, let's 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 do real quick. Let's and we'll save the mailbag either for uh Locked on Lakers on YouTube or we can come back to it next week um after the holiday. Please keep sending those questions yes. at yeah, Cam we, Brothers, Kamenetsky Brothers at gmail.com. We will Leave do a five-star review on iTunes, but we'll we'll one way or another we're gonna get to them. Uh, you know, and uh we thank you for that. But the Lakers and Clippers, I think, are in a very similar situation. What did the Clippers do to get better? This well, okay. I think you can use a little bit of help at the point guard position, just like last year. Like they need a little help there, they could upgrade there. Um, they you know, they have some positional stuff they can do. The Lakers can need some shooting, they could use another ball handler, depending on even with Schroeder, like they have some needs. Ultimately, the Lakers look at this season and go, mm, if, AD, if AD and LeBron are healthy, we're probably still playing and we take our chances with that. The Clippers look at it and go, mm, Kawhi doesn't get hurt. We're probably in the finals, probably have a chance to win the whole thing. And, you know, I'm assuming Kawhi comes back. I think he will. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Um, the, the, I don't, I think we're looking at two teams that are in very similar places sort of a very Spider-Man meme kind of thing uh, that they're going through. Not that there's not room for improvement with both, but I don't think either team looks at it like they got to make a major shakeup because you can easily say if we're healthy, we're in the finals. Yeah, except for one really big difference. Both of these teams are in their current positions because they drastically mortgage their futures. Mm -hmm. The Lakers have already had that paid off. Like whatever happens from oh. here. Oh, no, oh, but I'm saying, but totally this, agree but, with that. But okay. This matters though, in terms of the way you determine what each team may do, because the Clippers have to win a championship for all of this to have been worth it. Like it, it, it it's great that they finally broke the Western conference finals ceiling. Deal. Like that's fantastic. But for this to have been worth it, I'm sorry for this to have been frankly, not a failure. They have to win a championship. Like you have to get to the get to a couple finals. You got to get to the finals. So they start looking at what they have right now, and Kawhi Leonard, who gets hurt a lot, Mm -hmm. and Paul George, who has shown he can do some good things in the playoffs. But you wonder what can happen if he's left as the number one option and maybe doesn't have the correct supporting cast around him. There may be more of a desperation for the Clippers. To Maybe. do something that the Maybe. Lakers won't have because as much as they want to keep winning, and obviously Rob Palinka has work to do in front of him, just ask Magic. The difference is, though, they've already paid off their no, decision. I agree, I agree with that. But if the Clippers don't panic, if the Clippers don't freak out, and actually they be honest, they have very limited capacity to panic because there's only there's just they're they're locked in probably worse than the Lakers are in terms of the roster and flexibility and what they're able to do. I just say like they, they are both in a very similar position. All right, so we'll get to the uh, we'll get to the mailbag stuff. We'll get to more locked on Lakers on Twitter. Maybe we'll just I'm do sorry, our own mailbag episode. We should. We'll shoot. We'll do that, and we can do some uh, some more of that on on uh, uh, YouTube as well. Really, thank everybody for continuing to subscribe to that. It's it's uh, it's it's really great for uh, the show and all that. So we appreciate it, and uh, hope everybody has a great Fourth Spotify Green Room. Our chat, 11 a.m. Pacific today. Be there yes. today, 11 a.m. Pacific special time. We normally go at noon this week. It's going to be 11 a.m. Pacific uh, time. Very good. Have a great holiday weekend.